an early-stage clinical trial testing toothpaste that contains trace amounts of peanut protein has shown potential to prevent severe allergic reactions in adults with peanut allergies, according to a new study presented at the American College of Allergy, Asthma, and Immunology annual meeting. This is Pulse Check. I'm Kelly Hooper. After a pause amid a contract dispute, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is resuming wastewater surveillance for COVID-19, MPOX, RSV, and the flu at hundreds of sites. The agency gave Verily, a subsidiary of Google's parent company, a temporary contract while a bid protest filed by the previous contractor, Biobot, plays out. Advocacy groups are lobbying the Department of Health and Human Services to ban healthcare facilities from using non-compete agreements if they receive Medicare or Medicaid funding. Non-compete agreements, which are common in healthcare and prevent doctors from quitting and going to work for rivals, have been hotly debated since the beginning of the year, when the Federal Trade Commission proposed a rule to ban them, arguing they hurt workers and competition. And, four years ago, President Donald Trump convinced Congress to commit funding toward ending AIDS. But now House Republicans want to slash that budget by 95% this week. Politico's Evan Pang is here to explain this dramatic change in Republican support. Hey, Evan. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, Kelly. So... You've been doing some reporting on this ending HIV program that Trump started. Where did that program begin and what are its goals? So the program, the full name is Ending the HIV Epidemic in the U.S. Initiative, EHE for short. So back in 2019, at the State of the Union address, Trump laid out his plan for this program, saying that my budget will ask Democrats and Republicans to make the needed commitment to eliminate the HIV epidemic in the United States within 10 years. And then his administration obviously gave more details. So the specific goal for that was to reduce new HIV infections by 75% by 2025 and 90% by 2030. And it was met with bipartisan support at the State of the Union address. Both parties stood up for applause at that line. And in his budget request for fiscal year 2020, Trump asked for $290 million for the program. And then both chambers of Congress, who at that time the party control was split, they both agreed to start the program off with $266 million. So pretty much honoring his request. And then since then, funding has grown steadily, hitting $573 million for fiscal year 2023. But now that tune has changed a little bit and House Republicans now want to make cuts to this program. So what's behind that? Yeah, so the version of the funding bill from the Republican-controlled House that covers the Department of Health and Human Services for fiscal year 2024, that bill cuts 95% of the funding for the program. And those cuts come amidst Republicans wanting large top-line cuts to return more to the budget discipline that they're usually known for after giving Trump free reign on spending during his term. But why this initiative specifically was cut is a little less clear. When I asked about 
about the reasoning behind the cuts to Congressman Robert Adderholt, who is the chair of the subcommittee that oversees the budget for HHS. He cited a need to prioritize funds. And then in the report that accompanies the funding bill, the cited reason for cutting funds was a lack of demonstrated progress. And indeed, the originally stated goals are a bit far off. So CDC data counted 38,300 new HIV diagnoses in 2017, which went down to 36,700 in 2022. But to hit the program's goals, there would have to be 9,500 new diagnoses in 2025 and 3,800 in 2030, which is a little far off. Got it. So for people who are advocates for ending HIV, who have seen the benefit of this funding, how are they reacting to this new initiative from House Republicans to cut funding? They're concerned that the U.S.'s progress on HIV may be reversed. And many in that space were diametrically opposed to a lot of things the Trump administration did, except this one thing, the anti-HIV program. And they were caught by surprise a bit at the severity of the cuts to the program, which had bipartisan support. And historically, HIV-related programs have been areas of consensus. And that worry is tempered, though, by the fact that the version of the funding bill from the Democrat-controlled Senate keeps funding intact and even gives a $3 million boost though they do still worry that even that amount won't be enough to hit the original goals. And because the House and Senate will need to negotiate a compromise version of the bill for final passage through Congress, they know that the full cut will never happen. So it's more a question of how much can we put back in during negotiations. So what is the status of the funding bill right now? Yeah, so new Speaker Mike Johnson has indicated that he wants to bring up the House version of the bill for a vote this week, even though it has not gone through a full committee markup in the Appropriations Committee. But there's also a looming government shutdown deadline on November 17th. And the most likely solution for that right now looks to be a continuing resolution that keeps funding flat. So in the short term, at least, the program will have flat funding. Well, it's certainly going to be a busy week and we'll be watching how this all plays out. Thanks so much for joining us, Evan. Yeah, thanks for having me. And that's our show. Our music is by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Afra Abdullah is our producer. Annie Reese and Alex Keeney are our senior producers. Kara Tabor is an editor for Pulse Check. Our healthcare team editors are Eli Reyes, Dan Goldberg, Barbara Van Tyne, Beth Belton, and Sean Zeller. I'm Kelly Hooper. Subscribe and follow Pulse Check for a new episode every day. And subscribe to our newsletters where you can read this reporting. Pulse, Future Pulse, and Prescription Pulse. Thanks for listening.